0: hey there and welcome back to take one the podcast that brings you just one algorithmically accurate page of talmud every day the page we read today shabbat 149 begins with a prohibition that may sound strange you are not allowed to read The captions on paintings, the Gemara says, because, well, if you read the captions on paintings, maybe you'll get a little bit confused and also read contracts and things that you're not allowed to read or do on Shabbat. It didn't really make a lot of sense, and so the Talmud jumps right into this whole discussion of art and what is permissible in art and what is not permissible. And this is a subject, uh, given the prohibition against graven images, that has occupied interpreters and thinkers for a while. Rashi, for example, thought that art was probably allowed, but only of things that are clearly and visibly God's creations, and not all kinds of strange, imagined monsters and being, etc., etc. This brings to mind the ancient pursuit of trying to answer one of the most difficult questions that humans have ever had to answer, namely, what is art and who gets to decide? And I have the pleasure of speaking today to Ben Kovalis, the co-founder of Art.ai, one of the most intriguing companies out there today, completely revolutionizing the art market. Ben, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, tell me, what is R.A.I.? What is that you guys do? Uh, At
1: R.A.I., we managed to find a way, and I have to be extremely careful with the way I answer the questions now, because I just heard everything you said about who gets and who doesn't get to decide what is art and who can create art. So what we did is we managed to find a way to use an artificial intelligence, a neural network, to... To generate to create never seen before
0: art. So, in other words, this is original one-off pieces that are created not by you know tortured artists painting in their garrets and in, in Parisian
1: apartments, but by machines. <laughs> Correct. The only uh, tortured individuals that uh, took part in this process. Where the actual uh, people that wrote the code that wrote the (laughs) neural network—it could—it could could be a torture as well. But that is correct. These are. One of the pieces, United Pieces of Art, that means that the neural network can create countless original, never seen before pieces of art that people are hanging on their walls and they are showcasing them and they are speaking about them exactly the way they are speaking about art, original art that they are getting from tortured artists. The only difference is that that art was created by a computer. No, so tell us,
0: without getting too wonky, because m- myself and I suspect some of our listeners aren't that well-versed in in the art of computer science, but tell us, h- how does that work? How do you how do you make the computer create art? And I've seen some of the stuff. It is fabulous and, and honestly kind of impossible to tell that, that this is something that a machine made. This is not pixelated art. This looks like it could hang in every great gallery in
1: Europe. Tell us a little bit about how it actually works. So... The computer learns in a similar way to how a human will learn how to create art. It goes over huge amounts of data that contains tens of thousands of artworks from human history different eras, different artists, different styles. It goes over everything and it learns. By this learning process, it kind of builds for itself a taste. It builds for itself a new style, a new genre that it then uses to create new art completely from scratch. The training process could get a bit complicated. It is not actually one AI that is doing the creation of this art. These are two different AIs, two different artificial intelligence that are working together. One of them goes over tens of thousands of creations, human creations from history. And the other one simply generates new artworks, new paintings all of the time.
0: In other words, will it be accurate to say that one of them is basically an art critic and the other is an artist, right? One of them says, oh, well, I recognize this and this and this and this to fall in the same genre, this and this and this and this to fall in the same category. And then the other piece of uh, AI says, well, okay, now that I have this information, I could create new works of art that sort of look like it, but are original.
1: Exactly. And I will completely agree with the first part of one of them being the artist and the second one being a critic. And the artist is actually kind of doing some random stuff in the beginning because the artist is always creating paintings from scratch, but the only thing that can affect the next painting that he's going to create is how the critic is going to respond to whatever it creates. So this critic, after learning tens of thousands of human art from history, can take a new painting, a new artwork that he sees, and decide whether he judged this artwork to be human made or computer made. If this artwork is going to resemble things and going to have elements that he learned from his, from historical human-created art, then he's going to give this artwork a high grade. If he's going to think that this art was created by something which was non-human, he's going to give it a low grade. Now, when the artist, the artist that never saw any kind of human created art just did something random is receiving a, obviously a low grade for the for the first few paintings that it makes it learns it changes the neural network actually shifts things are moving there so the next creation that it's generating is going to resemble something that will receive a higher grade and this process and we mentioned that uh, programmers can be tortured souls as well, this process can take months. This learning curve can take a lot of time, but after a few months of training, you can get into a status, you can get into... Uh, an actual artwork that was computer-generated that manages to fool the critic, the other AI that learned all of the tens of thousands of human creation pieces, now think that the computer made something that kind of resembles human art. But when that happens, things are continuing to change. That means that the critic is now getting kind of a slap on the hand because it gave a high grade to an artwork that was created by a computer. So now the critic is changing. Now the neural network of the critic is changing and shifts in order for it to be better in recognizing an artwork that was created by a computer because it was fooled once, doesn't want to get fooled again. And this process, while the artists make the critic become a better critic, and the critic makes the artist become a better artist, helps us create a completely new type of artist. So an artist that can fool everyone, can fool the critic, and can fool other humans that are inspecting this art into thinking this was human-made art because it contains all the elements, and it is fascinating, and it is extremely engaging, and also a bit weird. But it is not human-created art. It is not composed of anything that humans ever created. It is not a copy and paste of different pieces of different artworks. It was something that was generated, that was created out of nothing, brand new.
0: I think that if the rabbis of the Talmud were around to behold this marvel, they would be so delighted, knowing that these conversations about how does art work, what comprises art, uh, what are we allowed to look at, how should we approach visual representations of Hashem's creations, they would be so delighted to know that these conversations went on not only between learned human beings, but also between learned machines. Ben Kovallis, this is so fascinating. Thank you so much for being our guest today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And if you want to have a look on how actual artworks that were made by artificial intelligence look like, you can visit our website at www.artigallery.com. Thank you so much.
0: This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.